This is the Yoko Podcast National Conference Warmer. My name is Greg Lewis. I mentioned a warmer in the show title, so here's the warmer. It's a question scramble. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to put the scrambled words that I give you in the correct word order to make a question related to the national conference. Then post your answer to the question in the comment section. Okay, do you have a pen? The words are great. Write this down. Great. That's the first word. What? Your. Ah. Really. Makes. In. Conference. Opinion. And then a question mark. Okay? So the words are great, what, your, ah, really, makes, in, conference, opinion, question mark. All right? Reorder those words. I think there's nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, nine words and then the question mark. Reorder the words into a question about the national conference. May the best word the scrambler win. Now, on with the show. It seems that summer has come to an end. September has arrived, and with it, the launch of the university fall term and expectations of some familiar faces from the first term, and probably a few new faces as well. For those of you in public schools, private academies, teaching online and offline, classes continue with themes like Thanksgiving and Chusok and Halloween starting to enter their curriculum. Well, here at the Youngin Kotisal chapter, we are full swing into national conference mode and specifically focused on calls for conference presentation proposals. What is a conference presentation? What is a proposal? These are excellent questions that you might ask. So first, If you have ever attended a conference of any kind, there is usually a room filled with seated people, but one or two people are standing up at the front trying to hold the attention of the people that are seated. It's it's not unlike standing in front of a classroom of students, except I can say from experience that standing in front of a group of students who don't necessarily want to be there is often more challenging than standing in front of a group of educators like yourself who have who have read your abstract, know what you're going to be talking about, and have chosen, they have chosen to be there, to sit in your room and listen to what you have to say. It's a nice change. I think you'll like it. That's what a conference is. That's what it's all about, in a nutshell. What was the other question? Oh yes, what is a proposal? A proposal is simply information that a conference program committee needs to help them organize who is going to say what in which room and at what time. It's the first step 
to getting on the, the list, the list of presenters. And the proposal tells us who wishes to speak at the conference and does the thing they want to talk about fit somehow into the theme of that conference. In the case of this year's national conference, the theme is multicultural celebration. And we chose this theme for a few reasons, but I think the first reason came about from a research project that the Young and Cotisol chapter embarked upon at the beginning of 2023, maybe the end of 2022. You know, we were stirring, there were stirrings, uh, but really getting started in early 2023. The research focused on uh, multicultural education in South Korea and identifying emergent issues faced by multicultural students. The research project continues and is a unifying force within the the Youngin chapter. Another reason for adopting this theme comes from recent government interest in, and I'm quoting here, increasing educational support for students from multicultural backgrounds, as well as creating a learning environment that embraces diversity and inclusion. These are words from the Minister of Gender, Equality and Family in February 22, February 2022, as reported in the Korea Times. So there's some interest, and so we wanted to capitalize on that. Uh, what are we looking for? You know, as a committee or as a group of, of people here at the Youngin Kotisal chapter, what are we looking for for people to bring to the, uh, the conference? Well, we're calling on veteran presenters, of course. But we're also looking for people who see value in the topic and who have maybe never attempted or tried to speak at a conference before. Now, on that point, let's take a look at the conference call for proposals. That's a document. It's a Google form that we have. Conference call for proposals. Let's do that, shall we? And it's the first step. And this the first scary thing that a presenter must face, although I don't think it should be that scary, uh, but it, it is. Uh, it's like it's like a writer staring at a blank page, wondering where all the words are going to come from. And I guess what those writers are told whenever they're complaining about that is that it all starts with one word. And they know that. It starts with one word and then continues from there. And in the case of our proposal form, the first thing you need to write is your email. And the second thing is your name. So it's easy peasy. Uh, wait, it, it actually asks for the name of the first author, which is you, the speaker, if you're, the per, if you're presenting. And the reason they say the first author is because if someone wants to talk about their research, we need to know that it's, that it's their research. Uh, people talk about the research all the time because it's something that they are passionate about and that they know a lot more about now that they've completed their research. And although people are welcome to talk about ongoing research, that's that's what we did with our chapter research presentation at the uh, the Cotisol International Conference in the spring. It, it doesn't have to be. And so, so this brings me to the next thing in the form. Well, it's the second author as the next thing. So sometimes it's, in research, there's more than one person involved who is authoring the research paper or is participating in the research. But in many cases, um, if it's a workshop or simply a presentation on something that you have an interest in, uh, as I have done, 
Um, the first author is simply the person who's presenting, and there is no second author. And so then the form asks for, um, I'm, I'm kind of looking at the form and going down the items. So first of all, it asks for the email address and then the first author and second author. And then it asks for affiliation, which is simply where do you work? And again, affiliation means what university is sponsoring your research. But it can be the name of the school, or if you're self-employed, then just write self-employed. It's, it's just comes from it, it being research. Next, it asks for any co-authors and the presentation title. And I don't know what it is with academic titles, but hear me now. Bigger isn't necessarily better. Maybe it's an academic thing. I don't know. People tend to put in some pretty fancy titles. And this year, there's some fine-looking long ones. But there's also some shorter titles, which are equally effective, in my humble opinion. Uh, the next part, and this is probably the scariest part of this whole process, it's called the abstract. The abstract is simply a short summary of what the talk is going to be about. The thing you want to talk about, summarize it, okay? Uh, in my case, I, I wanted to talk about uh, the audio projects I was doing as part of my classroom projects. Uh, the abstract is 250 words, so it's just a paragraph, not much. And I found it's actually more difficult to keep it down to 250 words than it is to come up with 250 words. That was, that was my problem. And I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if you found it the same. Uh, oddly enough, it's that short paragraph that many people fear the most. The next thing is a list of keywords that will help make your presentation searchable. And that is, that's followed by 100 words about you. You know, where you're from, how long you've been teaching, what do you do on weekends, stuff like that. And that is followed by the co-author's information. If there's a second person presenting with you, uh, you'd add their information here, which brings us to presentation format. Uh, this is very useful indeed. I think when you are considering doing a presentation, it's important to think about what kind of presentation you want to do. And you have choices. You don't have to just stand up at the front and you know blather on. Uh, you could do a report on your research, which could be a short, you know, like 25-minute talk. But to be honest, I feel it's a little short. Uh, you can suggest a longer one. In fact, uh, one proposal submitted uh, right now is proposing, I believe they're asking for 50 minutes. Uh, and they write that they want to do 20 minutes to talk about their research and then 30 minutes for a discussion. And I think this is great. It's a great idea. And a, a, maybe it should be an actual category. It's kind of perfect because if it's a really interesting topic, uh, you've probably got something in there that uh, that I'd like to get more detail on or simply to sit in awe at the sheer brilliance of you people that uh, have been speaking. I think that that time was, is really a great thing to add. Um, it gives you a cushion too when you're speaking. If you, if you have a smaller audience, maybe you can sort of pad out your talk a little bit more and have shorter uh, discussion time. You may opt to present your topic as a conversation between two or three people at the front, like a round table conversation. These are really interesting. As an attendee, I get to feel like I'm, I'm like a fly on the wall listening to a conversation about a topic I'm curious about. 
and to hear hear the people you know kicking ideas around. They're a lot of fun. Uh, another popular format is a poster presentation, which is exactly what it says. I've usually seen these set up in the lobby where the wherever the conference is held, and it's a graphic representation of your topic. Uh, I mean, it can have words, but it, it's usually got some pictures and stuff on it. Um, and they're usually on display for a period of time, uh, but then at a set time, the uh, the creator comes by and describes what it's all about. I like these because they can feel like a one-to-one presentation. Uh, often is there's not a big crowd there. You know, it's more intimate, I guess, is, is really what I want to say. And I, and I like to ask a lot of questions, and this format really allows that kind of relaxed conversation between presenter and audience. Uh, next, uh, graduate students showcases for students that have a presentation to do, and this offers them a chance to talk about it in front of a different audience, sometimes even just to practice before they do it later. Uh, it's set at 15 minutes, so 15-minute presentation, so it's not too onerous. Finally, there's a Pechukucha presentation, which if you are, or Pechukucha, depending on how you say it. If you're not familiar with it, it originated from an architect's conference in Japan where they needed to limit the architect's speaking uh, and they needed to find an effective way to do that. So they came up with this format of 20 slides or 20 pictures uh, for 20 seconds each. That's it. Create a PowerPoint presentation and and you just set the the show images to change at 20 second intervals. So it's just automatic. It's a way to limit your presentation to about seven minutes, Uh, but they're they're good. They're challenging in their own way, but they, they are rather cool. And of course, there's always the other option at the bottom of these lists, all of these lists that I'm talking about. They always have this other at the bottom, meaning that you can always come up with your own song and dance show, whatever is more, most effective at getting your point across. Don't be afraid to, to put in your own ideas. Uh, the next section on the proposal form is called Presentation Topic. And it's just a collection of topic ideas that may or may not fit what you're thinking about but that fit the theme. So far, two or three of the proposals I've seen are in the other category, that that other down at the bottom. Um, Their idea doesn't fit in with what we've got listed there, which is just fine. They add their own. I suggest reading through the list to see if anything fits what you want to do, and if not, add it to the list. The section that follows is about the target audience. Well, it's asking if your presentation is designed for a teacher of kindergarten kids or a high school teacher or whatever, or a teacher trainer, anything like that. Uh, you can choose all that you think would be interested in your topic, all that would apply, or you can pick other again. <laughs> oh, and speaking of kindergarten kids, I wanted to mention that we've got a youth program at this year's conference, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Finally, a presentation category. These are headings that a presentation could come under. You just pick all that apply to you. And once again, it has other at the bottom. So there's lots of choices, but you still have the freedom to make your own category. There are a couple of more items listed on the proposal form. Um, these are just, it's just for information more than anything. One is the language that you wish to present in. This is actually important. Most presentations are in English, uh, but we encourage Korean language presentations as well. And and every presentation is labeled on the program as English, Korean, or both. Okay, so below language choice at the bottom of the form, you can add any note. This is the last thing on the form. 
there, you can add a note uh, or a special request. Somebody from the program committee will contact you, you know, to, to address any concerns that you've, you've noted. And that's it. Bada bing, bada boom. You did it. You click submit and you've got a proposal in. Now, just so you know, some people put in two or three proposals. I'm just saying. Oh, and as I mentioned earlier, we want to be more inclusive at the 2023 National Conference. That means that we are including children of all ages. That means presenters can bring their spouse and kids. Attendees can bring their spouse and kids. It's a family affair. We're trying to recognize that the ELT industry in Korea has a, it's matured. And many of our members are married now and have started a family. And this is a Saturday event. And Saturdays may be the only time that families can get together. So we don't want to let a conference to limit or, or to stop anyone from attending or from benefiting from this year's conference, nor do we want to sort of break up the, the family time. So we're introducing a youth program. This is a dedicated room at the conference, and it includes a kid's cafe where presenters can bring their kids or attendees can bring their kids. It's free. You just need to register on the day of the conference. Uh, there will be leveled activity centers monitored by our Cell staff and student volunteers. Parents can attend conference sessions or stay and watch how their kids function in a group setting, participating in a variety of activities. I'm really looking forward to seeing how the youth program is accepted as part of the conference mandate. I hope that uh, I hope that it acts as a model for future future national and international conferences. We're really excited that our our members uh, have taken this on and have assembled a, a great group of people to make it work for everyone. Just remember that you need to register your kids for the program, and you can do that at the conference. So that is my 2023 conference warmer an introduction to how you might put in a, uh, a proposal and what the proposal form looks like. A little bit of a walkthrough. Uh, is there something else you'd like more information on? Just leave me a message. Okay. My name is Greg Lewis, and this is the Young In Cell Podcast. Join us, won't you? Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up.